Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is Raise the Vibe with Liz, and I'm your host, Liz Peterson. And today I have special guests, Andy and Jonathan Goldman, joining me today. Super excited. We're going to be talking all about the humming effect. So before I introduce them, let me go ahead and read you their extensive bio here. They have a great history in sound and are definitely pioneers in the area for many years. So let me go ahead and read their bio. Jonathan Goldman is an internationally authority and pioneer in the field of sound healing. He is a renowned writer, musician, and teacher. Jonathan is the author of several books, including sound, including healing sounds, the divine name, the 2011 visionary award for best alternative book of the year, and the seven secrets of sound healing, both from Hay House, a Grammy nominee, His award-winning recordings include Chakra Chants, The Divine Name, and Reiki Chants. He is the founder and director of the Sound Healers Association and CEO of Spirit Music. Jonathan Goldman was named as one of Watkins Mind, Body, Spirit magazine's 100 Best Spiritually Influential Living People. Andy Goldman is a licensed psychotherapist specializing in holistic counseling and sound healing. She is the director of the Healing Sounds Seminars and co-director of the Sound Healers Association. She is a musician, teacher, sound healer, award-winning author, and the wife and partner of Jonathan Goldman. Jonathan and Andy Goldman have co-authored Chakra Frequencies, winner of the Visionary Award for Best Alternative Health Book of the Year and their new best-selling, The Humming Effect, which has just won the 2018 Gold Visionary Award for Best Health and Healing Book, both from Inner Traditions. Together, Jonathan and Andy have dedicated their lives to the path of service, helping awaken and empower others with the ability of sound to heal and transform. Jonathan and Andy, welcome to the show. Liz, we are delighted to be here, and thank you for the beautiful, beautiful introduction. <laughs> what a blessing. Thank you. And uh, hey, we're looking forward to sharing uh, what we perceive of as being some very important and fun information, like the heavy aspect of fun, because on a level, sound, whether you're listening or making it, should be fun. I agree. And I think that this is very important. There's so much that can be done with sound. I use it in my healing practice and some of your work, Jonathan, as well. And I want to dive right in. And you've been a pioneer in the realm of sound healing for years. So what is it that brought you to this path for our listeners that aren't aware of you and your work, the both of you? Uh, Liz, my story goes back 40 years. I'll make it really but I was on stage in a seaside bar in Marshfield, Massachusetts. Had just come back from a break, strapped on my Stratocaster, was started singing a song, and all of a sudden I looked out at the audience and I realized that the ambiance in the club was one of negativity and violence. Mm. And I mean, no doubt the alcohol and the different intoxicants that people are vibing in helped contribute to this ambiance, but I knew that the music that I was creating at the time was also doing this. And I had the thought, 
and I've been playing professionally at that point for about 15 years, what if music could be used to make people feel good? And within a week, that thought shifted just a few degrees and became what if sound could be used to heal? Doors opened up, my life shifted and changed. I got a degree in uh, a master's degree from Lesley University researching the use of sound music for healing started Sound Healers Association took my record company, uh, which was a new wave label and became a new age label. And I didn't have to change the name because it was called Spirit Music, strange as it may seem. That's awesome. And uh, <laughs> then some years later, after writing a couple of books, I came across this beloved being who was <laughs> one of the world's great psychotherapists, incidentally. <laughs> And, and Liz, Jonathan and I now have been working together for over 25 years. And, and of course, with my background, you know, as a psychologist in psychotherapy and Jonathan's background in sound, we kind of looked at ways that we could combine our backgrounds. And that's what prompted us to write our books. And of course, then we started teaching together and have been doing this quite for quite some time now. <laughs> a little interjection, just... Uh, one of the great pioneers of sound healing, dear friend of ours, was introduced. We were introduced to each other by a fellow by the name of Don Campbell, who's the guy who wrote this wonderful book called The Mozart Effect that really talked about the power of classical music, among other things, to help, you know, be able to initiate people in consciousness and stuff like that. So we come from a long background of sound healing. I was going to say, we that's fantastic. <laughs> it has been in your lives for many years, definitely um, your path and your passion for sure. So how did you guys develop the humming effect? What was it that really brought that into fruition? Oh, that, well, this is a great story, Liz, because Jonathan and I, as I just mentioned, you know, we've been teaching together and writing and all of that. So we have worked with so many different mantras and sound exercises and chakra systems and sound systems, Tibetan bowls. To, you know, yeah. and, and of course, they are all very powerful, very wonderful. And we reached a point where we really wanted to bring the whole concept, the whole field of sound as a healing modality to more people out there in the world who may not have been familiar with how powerful and important sound can be for healing. And so we thought, well, what is the best way that we can do this? And what is, how, you know, we really worked with it. How can we do this? And then we went, aha, we looked at each other <laughs> and we just went, hmm. <laughs> Liz, on a bottom line, uh, that's great. I'm going to backtrack a little bit before we go any further. There are two basic ways that sound can heal. One is it goes into our ears and into our brain, affecting our nervous system, our heart rate, and our respiration. This is called psychoacoustics. So then we listen to music, or even when we talk and people exchange information and whatnot. That's psychoacoustics, and that's very, very powerful. And then there's another one called vibroacoustics. And this is where the sound goes directly into our body, into our cells, affecting us on a DNA level. And they're both two very different, they can be the same, but two very, very different ways of creating shift and change. 
And we really like to work particularly with the voice because it's natural. Everybody's got one and everybody can use it, except particularly with regard to, you know, the last decade or more, I don't want to say even more, uh, there are all these shows like American Idol, where people judge who's got a good voice. And all of a sudden, you know, we become even more critical about what is good, what is bad. And all of a sudden, we become really judgmental about our own voices. So even doing what we consider to be simple mantric or vowel sounds would, for a lot of people, well, I, I can't make sound. And that's why when we said, or, What's or I'm not good, you know, my sound isn't good enough. And, you know, there was just all of that, that judgment around it. And gosh, we've never found anyone that has said, you know, I'm just not a very good hummer. <laughs> Babies hum, the elderly hum, we hum when we feel good. And uh, so we started going into that. And um as we delve deep into the cave of the sonorous hum, we came up with some startlingly important information about the power of the hum on a physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual level. And, and also, Liz, when we, you know, actually made the decision to write our book and we started our research and putting everything together, you know, and one of the things that we thought about was, well, wait a minute, how are people going to take us seriously? Right. I mean, a book on humming, come on. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so the first chapter of our book is nothing but peer-reviewed research on the effects of using humming using our own voice such as with humming and how it affects us on a uh, physiological level on on many levels so that first chapter it, we hoped you know would lay the groundwork to wait a minute there really is something to this yeah it's important to have that you know chapter to allow people to absorb it and sort of accept it you know coming from that scientific arena unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> exactly and and you know just speaking about that some of the beneficial uh physiological benefits that happen when we are humming and by the way we call it conscious humming because we're going to be doing you know humming in a very conscious manner you know it's fine to hum zippity doodad or whatever you might be you know tune which is fine but when we go deeper and we're working with conscious humming it, it's a little different for sure so anyway we have a lot of physiological benefits that happen our blood pressure is lowered our heart rate is lowered Many different hormones are emitted, such as melatonin, which is, you know, crucial for our sleep cycle. Also, oxytocin, which is the trust hormone. And uh, endorphins, too. And right, endorphins. And what else? I mean, nitric so, oxide. You know, I want you to nitric talk about oxide. Nitric oxide. Our old friend, nitric oxide. This is important. This is, yeah, let's talk about nitric oxide for a second, because I don't think mo most people know about this. And you've just I've heard you discuss this before. So why don't you give a little bit of information around that? Great. Well, this is so interesting because um, nitric oxide is a molecule actually in the 1990s 
Science Magazine named it the Molecule of the Year, which I love. I can see this little molecule going on stage and getting a trophy and going, ah, thank you very much. <laughs> but, <clears throat> among, excuse me. Sure. Among other things, it is, what do they call a vasodilator, which means that it causes the circulatory system to expand and flow more. So blood goes more evenly through our body, which is an amazing thing for conditions of whether it's the heart or whatnot, and including when you make a, a, a hum, they found, and I, I literally came across some really um, powerful, powerful information very recently that had been done in 2005, but it was it was literally hiding away in one of these obscure uh, medical places. And it was a whole thing about how humming can produce nitric oxide to be useful as an antiviral agent. Now, I knew this, Liz, because I'd had a lot of students who had said, hey, I had sinusitis and, you know, I had different antibiotics, nothing worked. I hummed and all of a sudden it went away. But here it was quote, scientific data on the antiviral and antibacterial um, attributes of humming, which is astounding, which is astounding. Back in the 1980s, uh, I just wrote about this for a, uh, doing the 30th anniversary edition of uh, my book, uh, Healing Sounds. And I'm perhaps hoping to just even add this little uh, paragraph, because back in the 80s, I did a presentation for these doctors in Germany is talking about creating vocal harmonics, these uh, sounds within sounds, which is a wonderful, wonderful, powerful technique, but a little bit more obscure and difficult for people. The hum is a totally exoteric, meaning everybody can do it and it's inclusive. Everybody can make that, that as opposed to harmonic singing, which is a little bit inclusive and um, you can only do it so far. So, um, but I was teaching this, type of sound and I, before that I said we call this sonic dristan and I expected the MDs and all these scientists to be laughing hysterically straight face and I figured in Germany they perhaps didn't have dristan you know so that's my explanation but the reality is that it does work because the whole uh, nasal nitric oxide uh, phenomena but that hadn't been discovered yet and you know so I guess I couldn't like present it but it's extremely important if you can read between the lines in terms of how it can be used therapeutically, particularly at this particular time and space. And just as I'm on this roll, even before we go any further, is simply to nasalize the sound and you do it at this particular time about four or five times in a row on one particular tone. Then you stop for a couple of minutes so that the nitric oxide can basically regenerate itself and then you sound again. Mm -hmm. Now, we've forgotten that, but I just wanted to share that with you because it's so very, very important as a technique that everybody can do. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. happens when we begin to hum, which we do of course with our mouths closed and that hum actually starts up here in our sinus cavity. And what happens is the nitric oxide is released with the hum. And so when Jonathan was just saying hum about four or five times, because that releases then the nitric oxide, but then to 
rest for two or three minutes so that it can rejuvenate and can regenerate. And then you can, you know, do it again. But it's uh, a powerful uh, non-pharmaceutical <laughs> that we can use to assist us when we are, uh, you know, our stopped up nose and mm -hmm. cold and all of that. And of course, with what's happening in our current world, yes. with all this, you know, hey, hum for five minutes every day, see what happens. <laughs> it could and ward just, off a lot of things. Just another thing, because we're all so stressed out. Mm -hmm. And if you take, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about this, but, you know, when you hum, do conscious humming, you need to take some nice, deep, slow, diaphragmatic breaths as you do that. And then you, you just hum out, hmm. we're going to demonstrate this, do this all. But when you do that, your blood pressure literally goes down a number of points to the same degree as if you took some sort of uh, pharmaceutical, you would get this. So if you're stressed out and your blood pressure is high and you're feeling tense, all you have to do is a few hums. It's crazy and it's real. It's, it's very efficient <laughs> to pray for something to be so simple. And, you know, that is reminding me, I would love to, to just take a moment, listen, on the back of our book, we have got a beautiful quote uh, from Dr. Bruce Lipton, who wrote the biology of belief. And he wrote a great quote for our book. And I'd love to, to read it to yes. our audience. Uh, he says, I highly recommend the humming effect for all those impacted by the stress of the modern world. And this is the part that I, I thought I've got to read this. It is a powerful non-pharmaceutical prescription for self-healing that has only positive side effects, such as harmony, health, and happiness. And so I love to share that quote because of the non-pharmaceutical prescription, because that brings me to another point, And that is that we all have within us the power to shift and change our frequency, to shift and change the stress levels that Jonathan was just mentioning. And what what an empowering thing to know that with your voice and through something as simple as conscious humming, you can really make some pretty profound shifts and changes on a daily basis. So I'm going to put my book over there. You know, we were talking about vibroacoustics, and the most powerful vibroacoustic sound that we've come across is the hum. Because I'm going to demonstrate this for you. I hope it comes through. But I'm going to basically just pinch my nose after I begin to hum, and you'll see what happens. Hmm. You can't hum if your nose is pinched. Most people don't know that, and then they go, I say, hey, if you didn't know this about the hum, do you think perhaps there are other things about it? But because, see, as soon as you open your mouth, the sum of the sound starts coming out, and some of the vibratory power is lost. So the the hum is basically a, totally a self-contained vibroacoustic sound. Wow! 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 And you know, I want to back up just a little bit too, because sure. talking about the power of humming and how important it is to shift and change. 
there is an ingredient, another aspect to working with sound that is absolutely crucial, and that is intention. And the intention that we put onto our sound can really amplify it even more. And I think speaking of 40 years ago, as long as Jonathan has been in this field, he came up with a formula way back when he was working on his uh, degree at Leslie uh, University. And he came up with a formula that we feel is so relevant today, even more than ever. And that is frequency plus intent equals healing. And Jonathan, you might want to even talk a little bit more about that. Because yeah, please, that would be great. Well, the basic bottom line, Liz, is that sound is a carrier wave of consciousness. I think my friend Stephen Halpern first said that one, and I, I love it. It literally, we can encode the consciousness that we have onto any sound so that um, if our intention is healing, it'll be like that. And if it isn't, it can be like, can be something else, which bringing in the concept of conversational voice as a healing modality. So if you want to basically project healing uh, aspects as you're speaking, simply think kind thoughts, if you like, nice thoughts. Because too many times people use their voice and too many times the thoughts are not necessarily positive and can be really destructive. So we have literally within our own voice and, you know, in conversational matter, the aspect of using uh, sound either to heal and transform or else something else. Too many people have had the something else and we try to stop that in a really big way and Andy, I know that uh, as a psychotherapist, by gosh and by golly. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, that that's why when I was saying a minute ago that it's very empowering to be able to use our own voice to create shifts and changes. And we do want that to really be in a positive way. And certainly people are stressed and there's a lot of emotion that, you know, surrounds that stress. And some of those emotions obviously are anger and, you know, some emotions, you know, that we want to shift and change. So if we can put those positive thoughts. It's like, if we are angry, I want to shift and change that. I am willing to open up to letting that go, mm, you know, and then put it onto the hum. It can make a huge difference. Well, this is reminding me now, just some years before the humming effect, Andy and I wrote a book called Chakra Frequencies, which is basically a uh, also has all these different exercises that can be done with a partner. And one of our favorites is literally making a sound when you're both uncomfortable with each other and you'd much prefer like shaming or yelling at the other person or making them, you sit there and you do an ohm or a hum or a mm, whatever. And, um, and as Andy will say that you have to first agree that you're gonna do that. When you're not in that state of yes. anger, <laughs> so you can agree. Hey, when we get there, one of us pray has the foresight to say, 
honey, let's do an ohm together <laughs> or, <something like laughs> or let's hum together. And so if you make that contract ahead of times, then when it actually happens, uh, hopefully, you know, one of the. Then one of you says, say. honey, <laughs> let's do a hum or let's do yeah, an ohm yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know, we pull up in front of a party and, <laughs> and you know, I don't want to go on. I'm going home. And say, you know, hum, we got to do an ohm. Uh, uh, okay. and, it, <laughs> and we're chuckling. We're chuckling about it. But honestly, Liz, I just want to tell you, it absolutely shifts in a very short period. Probably one to two minutes worth of time. In fact, when we do this hum, you'll feel within, and we're just going to do maybe four hums. Or, you know, you'll feel an immediate shift in your nervous system, your heart rate, your respiration. If you're more sensitive, you may feel all sorts of shifts in the energy body, the etheric field. And it's, uh, so it's real and it works. And this is something uh, that I'm just guided to remember <laughs> that, you know, uh, hey, try this with a partner. Because we, we know of a lot of people now who have uh, been having great relationship difficulties. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a goodie. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, a, it, it's really, it's helpful because what what it does you know it, it just it shifts the frequencies mm -hmm. and and it does it if you keep at it for just a few minutes it will bring you into a different place so that you instead of being in angst or being angry you can then begin to possibly talk about what was happening for you you know why were you in that place and of course the way that the world is today with the lockdowns and the pandemic and all of that, this is a great tool for people to have, uh, not only for couples, siblings, children, you know, it's, it's a marvelous, children. <laughs> it's a marvelous tool. I used to, uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, this was before we wrote the humming effect, but anyway, we would do a lot of oming together and toning together, et cetera. And so she decided uh, in the morning when the kids were getting ready for school and it's very hectic and, you know, crazy and they're trying to remember everything before they walked out the door, they'd all hold hands and they'd all do a group. Oh, that's awesome. And she said it made all the difference. And I think two things were happening there. One is you do get the release of oxytocin, oxytocin, which mm -hmm. is that feel good, you know, it all breaks down the barriers between people, the feel good, uh, trust, love hormone. And also you get a phenomena called entrainment, which means that your nervous systems begin to lock and step and vibrate with each other. And uh, that's just really, really cool. That is, that alignment is very cool. We're, we're, I, I'm going out of uh, order in terms of stuff, but I can't help it because we're talking about the ohm. Liz, <laughs> yes. did you know here, Pantanjali's Yoga Sutras, written two, 3,000 years ago, Sutra 1.27, this is the Goldman translation, says something like, the original sound of creation was pranava, or pranava, the humming of prana. Yes. I had to give it a name, so they called it Om.
So the Om literally came from the hum. Yeah, the humming of energy. Yes, um, the eternal sound. That's beautiful. And I love this. I love everything that you have just said. I could, <laughs> there are many points that I want to, you know, come back around to, but the hum, you know, not only the sound, but the vibration and a friend of mine shared with me not too long ago, you know, how each one of our organs has a different vibration. Our chakras have a different, each one has a different vibration. You know, we're triggering our pineal gland, you know, and the other glands in our mind when we're doing the humming. I think that, you know, it's so powerful and the humming together where you're coming into synchronicity with each other and coming into alignment. And it just, you know, also bringing you back into your center. You know, at the same time. So not only are you doing it for yourself, but you're doing it together as well. That balance, that grounding, centering. And just some thoughts about that. It's our belief mm -hmm. that we are all unique vibratory beings. Yes. That what sound, what, what sound or frequency may work for one person doesn't necessarily work for you. Listen, the same thing is basically true. If you think about it, we'd begin a... Uh, a workshop or teaching together asking if anybody was allergic to penicillin. And usually about five to 10% of an audience would raise their hands. And mm -hmm. I say, okay, so sometimes even 20%. I say, so for 80% of you, penicillin, and if you think of everything in the universe as being a frequency, which is what the quantum physicists and our ancient mystics have said, everything is vibration, everything is in a state of vibration, then penicillin on a level is a frequency or a series of frequencies. And for 80% of you, yes, healing. But for 20%, it's toxic. And I have to say that I can't think of anything that I've ever encountered, perhaps breathing or water, but even you could take it into, you know, but everything depends upon the time, the space, the need of the individual, who the person is. We are very, very much a believer in not only fluidity and being fluid about things, mm -hmm. but also realizing that what works for one person may not work for another. And this you know, yes. particularly goes for frequencies. Mm -hmm. Does that yeah, resonate? We really with are individualized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, it was interesting, we were doing an, uh, a teaching uh, group the other day, and we had a time for questions and answers. And so many people went, oh, my gosh, the humming experience that you guided us through brought me even in that short period of time into a really definite, calmer, more centered space. And there was one person who said, but wait, that didn't do that for me. <laughs> and so we then shared our story that we just now, you know, shared with, hey, we are all unique vibratory beings. And so sounds and different uh, music, different frequencies are just going to affect people in their own unique way. Yeah, we're not a one size fits all humanity. Absolutely. We're all different each individual fractal, right? Yes. <laughs> Our own thing. I yeah. want to bring in the concept again of intentionality simply because if you have a particular belief, whether it's the biology of belief or the placebo effect or mm -hmm. Osori Moto's stuff with intention, all these other people, if you have a particular intentionality of a sound having a particular uh, 
purpose or action, it probably will. So, I mean, that's all great and that's all wonderful. But at, just right now, I'm going to jump and do this before we even do it. I'm going to make one hum and I'm going to move it from my head to my chest. And I'm tr going to try not to actually even change the tonality or the pitch. It'll happen a little bit unconsciously, but I'll just be changing this with my intentionality. Okay. Mm. You couldn't notice any difference, but I'm a fairly adept hummer and I went like that. Right your chest. Just with the intention. So what is your purpose for making the sound? What's your purpose for doing the hum? You have a headache, you got a, uh, a bellyache, is something going on? Do you want to, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to project a manifestation a principle, a color, all these different things. It's that when you know, with our with the humming effect, we get into different levels of doing this work because we're now talking about very advanced humming work. But then at the same time, why not? Mm. And yeah. you know, when you're stressed out, hey, if you set that intention, I'm willing to open up and let go of that, and you put that humming sound onto that intention, you will find boom, it changes your inner self. Yes, energy goes where awareness is. Is that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, you know, also, Liz, one of the things, too, that we talk about is at after we have, say, for instance, done a humming exercise, maybe we have hummed for five minutes, maybe we've hummed only for four times, you know, it just doesn't matter. But we always go into a moment of silence, because after we have hummed consciously, and we have really put that intention there, then we go into a place of silence, and we listen within and we then begin to go oh, yes and that inner wisdom begins to come through the silence is if you like the yin to the yang of sound um sound really shakes things up it changes them but then in order for the uh rearrangement of molecular structure or whatnot to occur the vibrational shift you need to be in that uh, still point, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so we really do recommend even, you know, if we're doing five minutes of humming, we suggest doing five minutes of silence because oftentimes people also are so flattened by the little physiological stuff that's happening. We tell them not to get up because if you get up, you might, uh, you know, get a, be a little tipsy. So it's mm -hmm. very, very important. We actually do probably a five minute humming practice every day. So we don't restrict it to four or five hums. That's only for specific purposes. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting the hit to begin to do a, a little right. bit about Well, I was, yeah, I was just thinking that too. I can see where that pause though, I want to say real quickly, allows for that integration. Absolutely. Oh, it's Absolutely. mandatory. Yeah. yeah. And, and I have to just mention, this is kind of a, qu a quick little anecdote, but the word silent and the word listen it's an anagram. They have exactly the same letters. So oh, wow. Listen. Aha. Uh, listen in the silence. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Silent 
listen. Yeah. Um, Sound of silence. But, 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 and Liz, I have to tell you, I was probably in this field for close to 20 years before all of a sudden the power of silence literally hit me because I, I was um, involved in some activity at some place, some major symposium that was happening. And the person I had as a partner was so enamored with the sound that they wouldn't be quiet. And because of that, it was like, and I was like, no, just allow yourself pause so the sound can encode, the shifts and changes can encode themselves on you. And we're talking about anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute or even more. We were talking about nitric oxide being silent for three minutes, but that's only if you're humming for nitric oxide. I like to hum for five minutes and just get a general overall buzz, talk to my higher consciousness, get a total realignment of uh, vibrational self. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really powerful. So once again, what's your purpose? What's your intention? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And, and along with intention and actually humming, also breath is very important. And so we want to, before we start humming, I like to suggest that people focus on their breathing and take several nice deep breaths, you know, inhale and then exhale. And then that helps the body to feel more relaxed, which then allows the body to support the sound. And like you were saying in the beginning from the diaphragm, those diaphragmatic breaths, you know, which start to shift your nervous system, like you were saying. Yeah. You know, believe it or not, real quick before, because we could just talk about this. I want to do it. And then I'm going to talk about World Sign Healing Day, folks. We're going to talk about World Sign Healing Day, which is awesome. really the big, uh, you know, earth hum, so to speak. But, you know, they found that the vagus nerve, which is very, very important, that the one conscious activity that we can do, well, we can breathe, but breathing is sort of less than conscious because, you know, but if you hum on the breath, that will actually create greater vagal toning. So, and that's, that's, it's reality. I loved when I read that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that too. I've been um, sort of playing around in my practice and reading tidbits here and there, how the Shishumna or Hara Kundalini could actually be linked, you know, with that vagus nerve, you know, oh, totally. Like everything. And then the kundalini, <laughs> yes. kundalini is also linked to the cerebral spinal fluid, but that's another topic. Let's get back to uh, humming. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, so Andy? yeah, so yeah, let's go ahead. I want to guide our listeners in a actual experience with humming, so that they can begin to feel in yes. their own bodies, minds, and spirits the power that that they have to bring shifts and changes. And this is just. Right now, to give you a little experience, we ask everybody, even before we begin, to just check yourself out. What are you feeling? Just as Andy's asking you to take a breath, which you will in a moment, what are you feeling? We also suggest that when you make the hum, if you can, close your eyes, because when your eyes are closed, there's much more of a self-awareness that occurs when you're making sound. And also, if possible, sit with your back straight, because if you're hunched over, you're a better conduit of... Uh, vibration uh, with your back straight. Mm. Yeah. So, so we'll just sit up straight, close our eyes if we feel comfortable doing that. And let's begin to focus on our breathing. 
breathing in and breathing out. And you can even put your hands on your belly. We call it belly breathing, that diaphragmatic breath where you're going to just breathe. You're going to inhale and that belly will extend and you'll exhale and it will collapse. So let's breathe in and out and let's release our uh, exhale with a sigh and let go of anything that's not serving us right now. So we'll breathe in and ah, and then we'll do a couple more breaths, breathing in and out and we'll Eventually, we'll breathe in, and then our hum will begin on the exhale. And as you're breathing in this manner, just hum. Make sure your lips are closed when you hum. Hum on just one note that is in a comfortable range for you. No straining. We want it to be totally comfortable and a joyous experience. So let's take a and we'll take a moment and put the intention of just bringing in more love and light into our lives in this moment. So now we'll take a nice deep breath and we'll do a series of four hums. So breathing in and begin to hum. Breathing in. As we're in silence, allowing the shifts and changes to occur, begin to listen within. And I think when we feel ready, we can slowly begin to open our eyes. 
and gradually come back into our bodies. Mm, that was lovely. Liz, how was that for you? I mean, I have to say for myself, I actually I took off and got really sort of lightheaded. <laughs> Just those four hums. I don't know. But... Yeah, same for me. And it really brought me back into my body. I felt my body relax, especially in the silent period afterwards where my muscles were letting go. I could feel my shoulders relaxing a bit. I could feel my energy within myself and around me start to kind of like buzz and sort of move around like a hum, right? That was really nice and really um, bringing in more focus. I can even hear it in my voice, how I'm sounding more grounded and centered. Yeah, that was really nice. Mm, thank you for sharing yeah. that. Liz. And we could have been in silence a little more, but I always find it, you know, um, you know, if people are watching this at all, or they open their eyes, seeing people sitting there, <laughs> eh. but I would suggest that, you know, it's, yeah. uh, once again, silence, very cool. And we do it for five minutes usually, which is about 25 hums if you don't have a, uh, a clock or a stopwatch. But what's interesting is we just did a series of four hums, which probably did not take very long at all. Mm -hmm. And even in that short period of time, we're able to feel a difference. So I just encourage our listeners to just experiment with it and, you know, try and see what it feels like. Yeah, what a great way to start your day or end your day. Or if you just come out of a meeting and you need to sort of like ground and relax, it would be a good time to do that. Yeah. Can you imagine a group of people humming for a couple of minutes as they began the meeting? So they were all, shall we say, <laughs> yeah. in a similar laboratory yes. resonance. What a concept. Oh, and I love that when I'm in group and we're all, you know, sitting together and we take a moment to just come together with a sound or a hum or an ohm or something like that. It's a great way to start and a great way to end. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gift. It there, is. <laughs> there is so much more that we would like to share on this, but at the same time, we have coming up in the not too distant future, what may be an extraordinarily important and powerful gl global vibratory shift phenomena uh, that we call World Sound Healing Day. And yeah. we've been doing, facilitating World Sound Healing Day. Now this is our 20th year, Liz. And so what, what, what it is basically in a nutshell is that we put the word out, hey, everybody, let's gather on February 14th and let's create groups within our own communities but on that day where we can all get together and sound with the intention of sending healing and love and peace to Mother Earth, to our waters, just letting our intention of healing be sent out through our sound to Mother Earth. I like to think of it yeah. as a sonic valentine to what I call the Gaia matrix, the energy field of our planet. And um, initially, when we first began this, we were all going to be doing the ah sound, which is a great sound of 
love and generating into the earth at 12 o'clock uh, Eastern time. But we realized that that was kind of New York eccentric <laughs> and the ah sound. So as we've opened up more and more, it's literally uh, become any sound and it can be a drum, it can be a, a bowl, a bell, bowl. and it, people can be playing instruments. It can be, and it can even be spoken word as long as you do it with the intention of compassion and love. And, and Liz, since this is our 20th year over time, you know, it's evolved and it has, you know, gotten bigger and bigger. And we normally have about at least a hundred different countries literally represented with people within those countries organizing their groups and their communities. And of course, last year, because of COVID, people were not able to gather in person. And so we had to come up with a whole new way to uh -huh. you know, get everyone together for World Sound Healing Day. And so we created what we call our portal, which is on our website, worldsoundhealingday.org. And there is a what we call the portal, and people can go to that portal and they can put a link up for the group for their group and post it on our website. So the whole world knows that they're going to do that group, oh, and anybody can go and hit that link. So as well as the people right. in their own communities, it's open for everyone. Crystal so. bowls, chamber orchestras, Tibetan monks, poetry, poetry, <laughs> musicians, etc. But he, so here's, if you like, the clue or the secret. And part of this is uh, certainly due to uh, an organization called HeartMath mm -hmm. that teaches something called heart-brain coherence. And bottom line, in a nutshell, the heart puts out an electromagnetic field. The brain puts out an electromagnetic field when they are synchronized together. The electromagnetic field is anywhere from 50 to 500 to some even speculate 5,000 times greater than normal. And the key to doing this is breathing, being in a state of appreciation and gratitude. And then we add one more element because this is, it's one of these things that they haven't quote researched it yet, but I will just tell you from our uh, different spiritual and scientific friends, it's real. And that's a fact. If you think about it, the prayers on our planet are vocalized. They're chanted, whispered, spoken, or sung, but they're vocalized. Or they can even be silently encoded, but they're, if you like, they're silent sound. But that's because sound amplifies our field even further after we get it into a state of coherence and it amplifies and focuses our intention. So we add the element of sound and you have an ingredient that can't be beat. Amazing. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. And thanks for sharing about World Sound Day. Yeah, and we just invite, you know, our listeners and everyone who would like to participate to, you know, of course, they can go to our website, which is healingsounds.com, or they can go directly to worldsoundhealingday.org and, uh, you know, take a look at it. And we've got a lot of information about it. And people throughout the planet, last year, I think we had about 200. Yeah. And plus I think there's going to be actually groups. a whole lot more because yeah. word is spreading because mm -hmm. uh, our beloved Earth Mother needs as mm -hmm. much positive energy as 
uh, we can we can give her because these are interesting times, <laughs> and yes. that's the greatest way that we can interface and become sonically active is through working with this intentionalized sound. And literally, you can either do an event or you can attend an event. And because of the magic of the internet and all this stuff, how easy is that? So, um, yeah. and it's it's not a, a festival or a summit. We don't try to collect. It's, it's, it's a new form. We don't collect people's emails. We don't collect. You don't have to register for it. You just go on there, find something that is of interest for you. And then you experience it. And yeah. we just ask that you project the energy of yeah. love and compassion yeah. to our planet and to yourself. Because as we say, we heal ourselves and we heal the planet. We yes. heal the planet and we heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and we, we provide a platform for people to do this. And so that way, you know, we just want it to be as open as possible and allow as many people as possible to participate. So that's why we don't collect email. We don't, yeah. we just say, come on and join. Yeah. Come and join in the sound healing day and be part of the frequency, be part of the energy, be part of the intention to bring that healing to the world. Yeah. I call it a, uh, you know, vibratory medicine for uh, the earth. And, you know, what better than, you know, yeah. healing things because yeah. we are yeah. all in such need of that. Well, yeah. and, Beautiful. you know, I'm reminded of a, of a term that Jonathan coined, golly, many, many years ago called global harmonization. Mm. And I like to think of our World Sound Healing Day as a, a time for global harmonization that's beautiful andy i love that yeah thank you for saying that that really kind of sums it up in a nutshell mm. <laughs> it really does harmonization and oh do we definitely need to get harmonized these days yeah and those moments that we can come together in unity like that i think are so important oh yeah, yeah. and that was february 14th and that's the 20th annual World Sound Healing Day. And your website for those who are unfamiliar is healingsounds.com. And you're going to be having all of the links posted on there. I think that's great. So we invite everybody to a sonic celebration on that day. And, uh, you know, go check it out. And what's interesting is, you know, in terms of February 14th, golly, if you're in Australia, we're probably uh, close to... Uh, close to being uh, a day ahead. So it happens for quite a while. It's, it's so interesting. And I can see this way yeah, of yeah. love, uh, you know, encoded with sound, just permeating our planet and shifting and raising the vibrations. And, you know, they've done research on this stuff before and found that indeed there is a very positive effect in terms of events of should we say negative events, whether it's violence or whatnot, ceasing mm -hmm. and being much less than uh, whatever happened before. So what a blessing. We, we trust that'll happen again. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, those studies are so fantastic. Weren't they? You know, I agree. And when you were saying that, you know, that starting almost, you know, a day ahead, you know, I just saw, I got goosebumps and saw this wave, you know, like people who stand up in the stands, you know, one, 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 you know, and each one going next to this huge wave, you know, going through. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. 
Is there anything else you'd like to share about the humming effect or sounds before we wrap up today? Try it. You'll like it. <laughs> and, and just experiment with it within your own body, mind, and spirit. And uh, yeah, and just, you know, remembering how powerful our voices are and to, you know, encode our sounds with as much compassion and appreciation and gratitude and love. And that's really the frequency that we want to uh, open up to and vibrate and resonate with. And so now just thinking, uh, we're doing a couple of different events that uh and a lot of these are pre-recorded because that's the magic of the internet you can do and you know time and space or if you like not the limited to actual mainstream things so you can do something beforehand play it then and then more people and you don't have to worry about any sort of internet problems whatever but we're going to be doing the divine name we're going to be doing an ah sign we're going to be doing a hum there's a tibetan monk doing uh you know uh, chanting this awesome I know there's going to be yeah. um, Hindu masters and uh, Sanskrit masters and everybody from everywhere, because now more than ever, we need World Sound Healing Day. Yeah. Oh, I have goosebumps listening to all of those different things that are going to be happening. Mm -hmm. God, that's wonderful, guys. How beautiful. So thank Liz, you. What a gift. Thank you. Thank you for co-creating it by okay. spreading the word. Yeah. And yeah. It's my pleasure. Yeah. Do something yourself. So blessings yeah. and thank you. Love to you and anybody who's going to watch this now or going to watch this later, later. May you just be resonating with the energies of love and light through sound. Oh, oh. Thank you so much for this opportunity and to share with our your you and your audience our information about sound and just many blessings of love and light through sound to you and to everyone. Oh, thank you both so much. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Jonathan. It's been such a pleasure to host you and to share this information with everyone. And everyone, please, you know, go February 14th to their website, healingsounds.com and join World Sound Healing Day and check out their information, their humming effect book, and all of the content that they have online, both of you, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. And thank you everyone for joining us today. This is Raise the Vibe with Liz, and I'm your host, Liz Peterson. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz. And remember to like, share, and subscribe below if you enjoy this content. And you can find me at Raise the Vibe, I mean, Liz's Healing Touch.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.